on this episode of Why Watch That. It almost at times seems like there's somebody looking in on them. The camera's outside of the house looking through the windows. It closes in on them almost like you're in a horror movie or a suspense movie. So you're kind of like, is there something going on here? Is there a malevolent presence? Are they about to get gotten? At the beginning of the movie, uh, it's for me, it was as scary as the scariest horror film because you're witnessing Ruben contribute to his continued hearing loss. I mean, I was frightened, frightened. Like some of the stuff you're like, no, no, please do not. Don't hit another symbol. That's I what I was, you. yeah, I was alluding to that kind of, yes. uh, should we turn our, should we try out that new Bose system that we've been <laughs> wanting to try out? <laughs> yes. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek? Well, listeners, we have a couple sneak peeks for you, and this is something that you could possibly just stay home for. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that. It is getting rough out there. So the question is, if we're going to venture out, what will it take for us to grab ourselves, our significant other, if that, venture out, see if there is a showing of whatever we talk about, and... Is that something we're going to do if it's offered in another form? Well, let's first take a look at the first sneak peek, which is The Nest. Mm. Mm. This is coming to us on video on demand on November 17th. Ooh. So as of taping, you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> now, the question is, are you going to you know, want to see this? Well, Sean Durkin directed it and wrote it, and it has a pretty familiar cast, shall we say, namely Jude Law. He is popping up all over the indie place. Um, (laughs) Carrie Coon is also coming in. Um, A ton of other people. If you look down this list, you'll go, oh, this person's familiar. Oh, this person's from across the pond. Oh, they'll pop in and out. But those are the two main artists that we would know in America. I'm sure the critic will tell you about others. Now, this doesn't look like your average show. It's a drama. It's a romance, maybe. 
is this the kind of drop dramatic romance you want to be in? That is the question. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that you want to be in it, um, but well, do you want to see it as well? Uh, so this is, um, it's like the 1980s, it, the way you're, when I was watching it, Raph, I was like, okay, look at, look at the way it's shot, look at the costuming, look at the, the listen to the music, all of that. So I, that was nice uh, to watch actually. And what we're watching is a family. And there is uh, the married couple played by Jude Law and Carrie Coon, as you mentioned, Rory and Allison. Uh, They have two kids. Um, They have a daughter and a son, and they're living in New York City. Uh, Now, why are they in New York is the question. And at at the very beginning, uh, Rory is taking the kids to school, like he's doing that kind of stuff, while Allison is doing horse training. Okay. So then Rory comes in one day. He wakes up his wife every morning, wakes her up and is like, I have an opportunity. We need to go back across the pond to England where he's from. Huh? Now, Allison, how does she feel about that? Is she down to go across the pond so easily? Give everything up? What about the kids? And she actually has this little conversation with her mother that, okay, we get a lot of information out of that. So, of course, they end up going back across the pond to England to live. And, you know, Rory's this guy. He, he, you know, he likes to boast about everything. You know, we're still keeping a place in New York City. Now they have almost this mansion-like house and estate in England that they're living on. Uh, and But there's something off. Uh, the kids... Allison, they're kind of like, mm, I don't know about this house. Rory's like, it's great. What are you talking about? This is wonderful. Let me show you around. Are you kidding? And of course, there's land for the horses or the horse in this case that they bring over for Allison to train. So the kids have to go to new schools and Rory is back in the thick of it because he made his money and made his bones work in the stock market. Boss wanted him back, he's back. And he's back to do great things. Can he? And what does it mean to do great things? What does it take to do great things? And what's really going on here? Because if you pay attention to Sean's uh, camera work and a cinematographer, it almost at times seems like there's somebody looking in on them. The camera's outside of the house looking through the windows. It closes in on them almost like you're in a horror movie or a suspense movie. So you're kind of like, is there something going on here? Is there a malevolent presence? Are they about to get gotten? Well, you'll have to watch it to find out. But I'll tell you this as I go into my review. When you are watching this, that unsettling feeling, the payoff is not going to be what you think. Or is there a payoff is the question. Now, Jude Law, Carrie Coon, believe them as a married couple. What they have to deal with, there's tension building. Once they get to England, it builds and builds and builds. Cracks form in their relationship. They build that rather well. Their two kids, how do they respond to this? Uh, Charlie Shotwell and Una Roach. They play their children. They do a good job as well. And Jude Law has this connection with someone. I won't tell you who this person actually is to him. That's a secret. He meets her, played by Anne Reed, who is in Last Tango in Halifax. So, you know, like you were saying, we have some people that we've seen before showing up in this movie. And the whole thing is when 
Sean is in control here as the writer and director. Uh, for about the first hour, you're really with them. His style is very scaled back, very spare, but very thoughtful. So it it almost seems like maybe nothing's happening, but you feel like something's going on. He doesn't write their thoughts for them to say. So that's a nice thing. That's what I always appreciate. Um, and by the way, Sean also wrote and directed uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene, uh, which starred uh, Elizabeth Olsen and really started her career. So if you've seen that movie, then this has echoes of that stylistically. My only thing is when we got to the end of the movie, um, it felt like Sean didn't quite have the control that he had in the first hour. When things start to happen, I was kind of like, okay, I've kind of figured this out. It's not quite what it seemed to be, which is fine. But in the end, does it justify all of that? Does it actually land in the end? Not quite. It kind of lands on a question mark, which you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of, but overall, I think that the movie does have a lot to offer, especially to people who liked Sean's previous movie that I talked about. Also, the people who like indie movies. There's a lot here going on that's good. And the end isn't bad, necessarily. It's just unfinished. How was Jude Law's performance? Yeah, he and, and Carrie, again, you know, you really you really believe them as a married couple and, and you believe the tensions that they have to go through. They each have their own um, aspirations that don't necessarily align. So it's very clear, even without Sean writing everything in the script at all times, even before they start hashing things out and it starts getting kind of nasty, you can see the seeds are being built for something to come that's not gonna be quite so good. And really the question is, Raph, for this movie, the threat to them, is it external or is it internal? Is the horror really within or is it without? Oh, there you have it, The Nest. Well, let's move on to something else that I'm gonna actually watch the next day. So I I'll, am eager to hear that, but I will be watching Sound of Metal, which happened to be a festival favorite um, coming through. It's It's been at several festivals this year and did quite well with the critics. This is going to be in select theaters on November 20th, but it's going to be on Amazon Prime on the 4th of December. So uh, uh, I'll let you figure that one out. Um, the thing about this is why do they release in theaters and why do they release it um, when they full well know that it's going to be on a digital platform, especially during this time? Remember, rules are rules, COVID or not. Some of these um, theatrical releases that are tempting you to get out of your house to come and see really is to put it in the running for the awards season coming up. So you will see that. And again, we will help guide you through um, what we believe, if you like this, then you'll like that. If it's worth a venture out or if it's worth you just waiting, especially if you are already shipping with Amazon Prime, you might as well just watch it for free. But I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Now, who is in this? Well, first, let's talk about who's doing this. Darius Martyr, and he's the uh, director. He wrote it along with his, um, si or I'm assuming, sibling or, or family member, Abram or Abraham Martyr, um, along with Derek Cianfranc, um, wrote the screenplay and came up with the story for this, but it's starring Riz Ahmed, Ahmed who comes to us from the night of, ooh, 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 
just love that series on HBO. If you haven't seen it, this is where I first came to know about Riz and his beautiful work that he did um, in that. Uh, and it's on HBO. If you have HBO Max, you can watch it right now. It's right there. Olivia Cook is also starring in this as well. And some other folks that I recognize from across the pond. Um, uh, however, I'm not sure. I'll, again, we'll let the critic kind of sift through that and let us know who we'd, we, we would recognize. But this critic is a very interesting concept. I really was drawn to this. Um, I, I'm not, I can't remember if it was offered at, it was offered at a festival that we could not attend. And I was drawn to this because... I haven't, we hadn't quite seen a story quite like this. And I think it's going to intrigue our listeners. So a couple of things. Are we getting out of the house? Are we really during the holidays? Because, you know, we're going to be cooped up and some of us are on lockdown and, and maybe some of us are not. Are we going to venture out to see this? Is this worth a watch? I mean, the critics love it. And then secondly, if we do watch it at home, what can we really expect from a home watching experience especially when this is dealing with the subject matter that it's dealing with and mm-hmm. i'll let you i'll let you go into that yeah um I, i'll just make a blanket statement ref uh, i wouldn't go to see any movie right now in the theater so that's just me <laughs> okay so you know hey just well we have some it. we have some listeners who are you know needing to yeah. get out so we'll we'll approach it from that angle yeah and what i would say to them is if it's good go see it in the theater if that's what you want to do um so let's see if this is worth all of that especially as you said you know it's going to be via prime video uh in december so uh riz plays ruben ruben is a recovering drug addict um and he is touring with his girlfriend who's a lead singer he's a drummer you know they're doing their thing and one night his hearing goes okay he literally can't hear anything what's happening he goes to the doctor he gets diagnosed can he accept this diagnosis right he continues to play oh oh my goodness and you see how this leads to a deterioration so much so that he needs to come to grips with this and he needs help to do so so he ends up going Um, almost to like a retreat-like place where, you know, it's a community of deaf people and they're going to help him transition. Uh, Now, uh, his girlfriend is Lou, played by Olivia Cook, and the person who's going to really take him under his tutelage is played by Paul Rachi. His name is Joe. So Joe is hearing, he can hear, um, well, actually, he can't hear, but he can read uh, mouths, I should say. And uh, so he's able to communicate with him, but he really wants uh, Ruben to embrace being deaf, to embrace sign language, to embrace just this new reality that he's facing. And the question is, can Ruben accept this? Because while he's at this place, he has to say goodbye to Lou. Lou can't stay there. He, he, of course, can't be playing music. um, And he really has to buy into the whole concept. 
Also, and he's how, recovering, right? Yes. Now, well, he has been in recovery for I think it's like four years or something. So oh, that's okay. gotcha. yes. So that's already occurred. Um, so really, it's dealing with his hearing loss is the main question here. So while he's there, what kind of relationships can he form? Does he form any? How is he accepted by the people there? You know, is he going to fight against trying to keep on to the last scraps of his hearing? Those things come to the fore. And in the end, he has to make a big decision. Because the question is, if you're losing your hearing, do you have a procedure to enhance it if possible? Or are you just going to go ahead and say, hey, let me embrace the deaf community fully and the the people who have hard of hearing in whatever form that is fully. And the question is, either way, is it going to affect some of his relationships? Of course, his relationship with Lou, what's she going to be doing while he's now, you know, getting used to his new reality? And then the people that he meets at this retreat, well, what happens if he makes certain decisions that they don't like? So he has to figure out who he is, what he wants, and then deal with the consequences of that with the people in his life. Um, what I'll say as someone reviewing this. Now, Ref, remember, I, I saw this at AFI, um, talked about it a bit. I was really looking forward to it, like you were saying, because uh, both of us love Riz, number one. Um, and number two, this movie is just an interesting concept. Yeah. So I was excited to see what was going on here. And what I have to say to start is the question is, how do they make us understand what it's like to be Ruben losing your hearing? What's the design of the sound? Well, what they do with the sound design and they actually give you subtitles, including subtitling of the nonverbal sounds and music. The design, the subtitles, they allow you to experience what Ruben is hearing in real time. So uh, at times you also get to hear the sound normally. So we're really in his position as, as best as they could make it. Uh, plus when there's sign language, there are no subtitles for the sign language until Ruben knows sign language himself. I mean, oh, okay. mm -hmm. it's brilliant the way that they thought this out, planned it, and executed it. So it's really like, oh, I'm in this position. Uh, later on this year, I'll do a full review of The Father with Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. It's a similar kind of thing where you are in the lead character's position um, and you really are unsettled by it. Um, now, moving forward from there, uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, it's, for me, it was as scary as the scariest horror film because you're witnessing Ruben contribute to his continued hearing loss. I mean, I was frightened. Frightened. Like some of the stuff you're like, no, no, please do not. Don't hit another symbol. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also heartbreaking and sad uh, without forcing the issue. Um, it, it's, it's sad because it's sad. Like it, that's what it is. Not because they try to make it sad. Um, but along with all of the hurt uh, come glimmers of hope. But the question is, can Ruben find and accept where the hope lies, even when it comes in a form he doesn't expect, right? Now, with the dialogue, once again, it's what they would say. Thank you for that. The acting is clear and true. Riz, once again, 
does an amazing job here. You buy him as a drummer. You buy him as a guy who's losing his hearing. You buy him as someone who's lost, who's hurt, who has this relationship with Lou. You know he loves her. You know she loves him. Like all of this stuff is clear and true. Um, Olivia, Paul as Ruben's mentor, everybody. There are also actors who are actually deaf here in this movie. That was beautiful to see. Um, and you know, they're, they are people. That's the thing, they're people. Now, uh, Paul, who plays Joe, when I was uh, talking about him, he, the actor, uh, actually, his parents were deaf. So it was interesting for them to get someone who can hear, um, but had deaf parents. Like he brought some interesting dimension to it, uh, being able to straddle both worlds. I just think overall, Ref, this was a beautiful movie. I think that if you are interested at all, you definitely should see it. Uh, like the ref is asking, should you go to a movie theater? If you're comfortable, then I would say yes, especially because of the sound. That's I what I was, you. yeah, I was alluding to that kind of, yes. uh, should we turn our, should we try out that new Bose system that yeah. we've been <laughs> wanting to try out? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So that's exactly right. So uh, I would say if you're comfortable um, and, and you feel safe going to the theater, this would be worth it. Um, at home, I watched it at home. I have Bose headphones. I have great yeah. sound in here and it really worked. So as long as you have a strong sound system, you don't have to have the best. Just have, right. to, have, have to have a good one. Like I wouldn't use my TV speakers. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. That's good yeah. advice. So That's very if good you advice. have, if you have that kind of setup, I would say it definitely works well at home. And I know ref, I'm going to watch this again. Excellent. Well, I have a feeling we're not going to be done with sound of metal because I just have a sneaking suspicion that Amazon prime is going to go hard to make this a part of the award season. Both the nest and sound of metal will be available to us via streaming or video on demand. But Sound of Metal, if you want to venture out, as the critic said, is opening on November 20th, but in select theater. So you really have to dig around and see if you have an option there. Either way, it sounds like both of these choices aren't too bad for the holidays. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.